to episode number four of the flimaglobin.com podcast. Uh, this is the episode about soda, the soda cast, the Sprite cast, the seltzer cast. I don't know. I really haven't chosen one yet. Uh, but this is the episode about soda. So, yeah, uh, we're here with my friend Jason Whip, uh, formerly my producer, Jason Whip. Uh, but go ahead and say hi, Jason. Hey, how's it going, guys? Nice. There's Jason. And we're also here with our producer, Zach Whip. You might remember him from previous episodes, such as uh, the Breadcast or the Crowcast, uh, episodes one and two. But he's uh, he's here now, just uh, here with us in the Four Seasons studio, just uh, doing his thing. Um, so we're also doing our thing. We're here doing episode number four. So like I just said already, this one's about soda. And Jason, you're not really a soda guy particularly. No, not these days. No. But you know, but you do like uh, you do like one drink that is relevant for tonight's one episode. one carbonated drink in particular. Yes, and what might that be? That would be the uh, the seltzers, the whole seltzer, family, all of them. There's, so, a lot, there's a lot of seltzer out there. Do you want to plug a particular uh, brand? I, I will say that the giant has great seltzer. Giant. Uh, <laughs> I also have heard you're a fan of Wegmans seltzer as well. I am a big fan of Wegmans seltzer, but you know, not everyone has access. Access. Right. Well, That's I appreciate right. you looking out for those that. Uh, but the Giant have. is good. It's a good. It's a good deal. I mean, Giant's got good stuff. Don't get Don't get scammed to that Lacroix people. Right. It's a. It's overpriced. A Lacroix boy. <laughs> he is a Lacroix boy at, at heart, but he he'll settle. I'm a, I'm a budget Lacroix boy. And I appreciate that. So uh, yeah, I mean, that's like like we said, it's it's. It's not necessarily soda, but it is uh, definitely relevant for what we're talking about tonight, and you will uh, you will find out soon enough why I say that because it's more than half of my notes are about uh, seltzer and seltzer-like products. So it's a big part of the history of soda, right? Most definitely. Well, yes, uh, <clears throat> and we'll get down to all that uh, and more. So hold on a second, and uh, I'll get started on my notes. All right. So all right, let's hear what you got. Here we go. Lots of us like to drink soda and or so-called soft drinks, quote-unquote, be that in lieu of alcoholic hard drinks, quote-unquote, or in combination with them. But we didn't always have the plethora of beverages we have today, and at this point, the number of choices we have may in some ways be more of an illusion than you realize. The label of soft is a broad one, encompassing pretty much any sweetened drink with the flavoring added to it. Uh, these may be carbonated, or in the case of things like lemonade or sweet tea, they might not. Uh, according to Wikipedia's definition of soft drinks, fruit punch, tea, and other sorts of juice are technically soft drinks, even though they're not really known as such. Um, but I, I'm not really sure about tea without sugar in it. I, I think it's kind of more like a, a coffee sort of product. So wow, I don't, I don't know where I, you. I'm sure, I'm sure you're going to get to this, but I mean, is a a su- wait, what about Mike's hard lemonade? You know, because that is sweetened. Well, see, that's that's a hard that's a hard so drink a, by definition. But so it's also I, soft. We don't really get into it here because that's a hard that's a hard. That's beverage. outside of the. We soda. can talk about it. I mean, we like. don't have to talk about that right now. I'm not against it. I just you know I'm thinking because it's hard and it's soft. You know, it's got sugar and. Well, it's alcohol. not because it's it says hard in the title. You know, it's. it's I know it's. I know what it says. Right. I know. What does Wikipedia say? Wikipedia didn't really bring it up. They don't bring it up. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Strange, I know, but. It is what it is. It is what it is. But uh, also, according to Wikipedia, uh, sparkling water, seltzer, whatever you want to call it, we'll get into that in a second, uh, it's not technically a soft drink, but stay tuned to find out where I uh, put those... uh, put those bad boys in the category so uh, i'm gonna i can't wait i have my own definitions 
<laughs> I don't always agree you created with created new terminology in the soda industry. I'm not going to say that necessarily so much as I uh, I just have different opinions. You, know? you just decided what it should be called. Yeah. So, okay. So we're going to get into the terminology actually right now. Uh, soft drinks, soda, there's a lot of things you could call it. But as it turns out, there's even more things you could call it. There's a lot of things you can call it. Um, and I'm just going to read off the terminology section of Wikipedia for you. But there is an entire Wikipedia article called uh, Names for Soft Drinks in the United States. So if you want to wanna get more information on that, then be my guest. Uh, look that up for yourself, because I'm not going to read that whole thing. But <clears throat> here we go. While the term soft drink is commonly used in product labeling and on restaurant menus, in many countries, these drinks are more commonly referred to by regional names, including carbonated drink, cool drink, cold drink, Fizzy drink, fizzy juice, jolly water, pop, seltzer, soda, coke, soda pop, tonic, and mineral. Due to the high sugar content in typical soft drinks, they may also be called sugary drinks. Uh, there's more to that section too. I'm not going to read all of it, but I just thought that was funny. There's just a lot of names. There's a lot of names. And mineral. I mean, he's going to just call it mineral. Well, that's funny that you say that. I am wondering. <laughs> we're going to get into that in a oh, second. Are we? Okay. And that's a classic thing I keep on saying every time I do this podcast. We're going to get into that in a second. But we're actually <laughs> going to get there. into that in a second. So don't worry. Um, that's why I should read the notes ahead of time. You know? Yeah, exactly. Stop I, asking I, I, stupid questions. I should questions send them yet. to people before I do this. It's okay. But it's kind of nice, you know, the yeah. surprise. But I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm more excited for it now. And you can obviously read them after the fact. Was, uh, I, was organically, so. I was organically interested in, in that, so there we go. Right, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I like to have people choose their own topic when they're on the show but for you guys i'm i'm more just choosing topics because it's it's easier for me to no, no, just fine. you know it is what it is don't worry about it but uh cool just keep bringing the quality content then yeah we don't we don't mind but if you have a topic uh you listening right now uh and you'd like to be on the flimaglock.com podcast please reach out to me any way you see fit um i'd welcome anybody really anyone's anyone is he must down. welcome literally anyone if i'm here it's true. Yeah. We just got 400 emails. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Flynn at gmail.com. That's coming in from email. our producer right now. Yeah, our producer just said we got 400 emails 400 just now. 400 emails. So thank you, Zach, for the update. Uh, we haven't even released this podcast yet. They're like listening. Yeah, crazy. They're listening right uh, yeah, now. Yeah, it's live on YouTube. We don't do that, but Zach does that, so it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're watching Zach's uh, YouTube stories or whatever we're doing these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that's a thing now, which is crazy. Everybody's got stories. Everyone's now. got stories now. Yeah. I'm sorry, off topic. But back to my story. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, defining the term is not the focus of the episode. But instead, uh, we're trying to look at the origin of the distinction of soda, soft drink, uh, anything like that, and the impact that this overlooked but ubiquitous group of beverages has had on our culture as a whole. So there's my intro. That's, I liked it, yeah. You like that? It's smooth. Nice. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. It's only going to get smoother, baby. That's all I I do. know. You're always, you're always smooth, Lynn. You know me, man. I got some some hot goss. Some hot Bring the hot here. goss. So the here we go. Goss. Uh, early soft drinks. This is... We're going to get into it right oh, away. Soft no, goss. No wasting time. All right. <clears throat> Before carbonation and artificial flavorings, soft drinks were mostly fruit-based mixtures with honey or some kind of syrup added for extra sweetening. Uh, in the Middle East and parts of the Middle East, a cordial called charbat was often made with ingredients like lemon, apple, pomegranate, tamarind, jujube, sumac, musk, mint, and ice. Musk, huh? 
Yeah, I don't know what they mean by that Oof. exactly. <clears throat> Doesn't sound tasty, but I mean half of those didn't sound tasty. <laughs> yeah, <that's true>. yeah. <laughs> um, these charbots would pretty quickly travel to Europe uh, by way of trade and the Crusades, uh, classic, and they would find a pretty large popularity in Italy, where these particular mixes uh, often dried up into like powders. Um, they would be sold to make charbot or sorbetto, as it was known in Italian. And this became a popular frozen dessert. Uh, and that would eventually come to France as sorbet, and then ultimately the English-speaking world uh, as sorbet. So there you go. That's that's the, that's the history of sorbet. I know. Weird that it's it's all... It's so in, simple. It, but it came up in the Wikipedia article about the history of soda. So. I mean, I, I love sorbet, so that's, right. that's a fun little knowledge tidbit there. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't, I'm not really a sorbet fan, but I figured some people out there are. Um, they like sorbet, sherbet, all that. It all comes from uh, from ancient, ancient sodas. I mean, it makes sense. They, you know, you can get, like, root beer Italian ice. <coughs> so, sure. you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When you break <laughs> it down, soda, I, I, when I first read that, I was like, that's kind of weird. But then I thought about it. I was like, I mean, like ice and like flavoring. Yeah, ice and like soda flavors, they go like, together. That makes sense. Like, great. Yeah. yeah, that adds up. Who again. doesn't like a snow cone? So, wow, yeah. genius. Um, in addition to this new drink, medieval Europeans were enjoying what was called water imperial and mayonnaise crisp, which are sweetened drinks made with lemon and cream uh, or rose water, violets, and cinnamon, uh, respectively. Ooh, is that the first cream soda? Yeah, basically, it's like a cream of tartar kind of, like, weird drink. I, yeah, it doesn't it's probably not quite as good as the modern cream sodas. I mean, it's like, like a lemon and, like, creamy curdy kind of gross. Curd. yeah. yeah. Like, those are some words. Water Imperial, yeah. So I, check I, that I would try it, I guess. Yeah, I probably if someone would. out there can make me I authentic. I personally probably wouldn't. And the, authentic the, yeah. medieval <laughs> cream soda with lemon, please do. Yeah, give it a shot. Hi. Uh, hit me up if you do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Get a bottle for us. And now for an early soft drink that we may be more familiar with, lemonade. So uh, this is a different source than Wikipedia. According to Encyclopedia Britannica, shout uh, out, or at least now. their website, uh, lemonade was one of the world's first popularly marketed soft drinks. And it came from France sometime in or around the 17th century, um, but it, the the production of it fell onto the Campagne de Limonadiers. If you listen to my last episode, you know I'm not very good at French, but uh, <laughs> it's the I guess I the, the Brotherhood of French of Lemonade people in French. I don't know, but it was founded in 1676, uh, and they basically had a monopoly on the beverage. And I was going to open up the article and read about it. How can you have a monopoly on lemonade? They were the only people allowed to sell it on the streets. They had, like, carts and oh, stuff. Oh, there, like there was, like, a permit for lemonade sales? I don't know if it was a permit necessarily, but it was just they were the only people. I mean, lemonade there. is sold by, like, eight-year-olds on the side of the road. Well, Nowadays, sure. What changed with the That's what I'm saying here? is that back then it wasn't. Wow. Back then these guys had... <laughs> you got to get your permits. I mean, there's kids on the street getting arrested for selling their, yeah, that's true. their lemonade. That's know? true. Uh, yeah, they got to get their business licenses. See, can I... It's their first lesson in... Really don't feel like opening this Corporate article, America. but let's see if there's anything in here. Where they, but yeah, do you do you like lemonade, Jason? I love lemonade, honestly. I don't like pink lemonade. I don't understand that. Like, what is, what's the what difference? Is it? I mean, well, I, what is, why is it pink? I'm I'm not against it, but I don't know why you don't like it. I don't. What's, is it just because it's pink? You don't like the? Well, I, I just you know I know why lemonade is yellow. Right. Okay. And then when you when you mix, is there a pink lemon? No. But I think that pink and yellow are pretty pleasing together. They're I like... Good, they're good colors together. Yeah, I think just aesthetically I like pink lemonade, but mm-hmm. it just concerns me. 
Yeah, I think it's reasonable. Because I think, well, I must, I'm sure it's just food dye. But yeah, yeah, I'm not really sure why they chose pink. <laughs> why, why pink, yeah. Yeah, that is a good point. I'm not really sure. Someone invented pink lemonade by dropping red cinnamon candies into it. Oh, really? Red cinnamon, oh, that's, that's cool. All right. I, if you didn't hear that, uh, our producer, Zach, just informed us uh, that someone invented pink lemonade by dropping red cinnamon candies into lemonade, uh, thus making pink lemonade. It's really nice having someone Googling this stuff in the background. I mean, are, is he Googling? Are you Googling it? Oh, wow, he's yeah, Googling. He's Googling. Our producer is, this is the producer most honest. legit producer yeah, we've I've ever never had. I've never had this before. This is great. <laughs> Maybe I should have a producer on every episode. That's Honestly, great. this is great. Okay. It's fact-checking. Um, this is the most factual podcast. I, it, it might be. It just might be. All right, we're going to... It's not. Oh. oh, all right. Factually, we're not the most factual uh, podcast. We are not. Uh, according to our producer, according we're, to our producer, we're wrong. Just it's actually the Joe us. Rogan podcast, unfortunately. So, oh, we, yeah. we can't compete with Joe Rogan's We facts. really can't. That man's been in the He's game for the too long. He's got the most factual facts. He's just too smart and too strong and too hot. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> okay, um, so let's, let's, uh, let's, let's get back on track. <clears throat> so, sparkling water. Sparkling water. Uh, now, modern soda is as much about the sweet as it is about the fizz. Hence all the weird ways to say soda in the UK, uh, like fizzy pop and fizzy drink and all that. Um, By the 17th century, the sweet drink market was booming worldwide, but according to my Western-centric research, especially in Europe and in soft drinks the world over, were on the cusp of a huge change. So, for years, people had enjoyed the naturally occurring mineral waters uh, that had come from springs um, but they had a kind of natural carbonation to them they had a fizzy quality um, and a kind of a, a special taste to them yes yeah, that's good stuff the mineral water right so it's it's naturally occurring mineral water right it's got some flavor. <clears throat> um, and it was believed for a very long time for it to uh, it had health benefits it could cure a lot of things um, I don't even know what the list is I'm sure it was pretty much everything um, but yeah that's that's mineral water but it was also just kind of fun to drink, you know? It's fizzy, it's fun. So did they, were they just calling that stuff mineral to tie mm. back into the... Mineral mineral? water. They yeah, just that's, called it mineral? I guess eventually <laughs> just got dropped to just mineral, yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I've never really thought about that. I'd take a cup of mineral, I mean. Yeah. If someone would actually know what that means. Well, actually, a fun thing, um, I'll just tell you now. Uh, when we were in Germany, my family went to Germany, and when we were there, the water that you ordered, when you got water at a restaurant, they would always ask you, do you want it with gas? And I was like, with gas? With like the gas. first couple, couple like times that. I went there, I was like, what does that mean? That's hilarious. And after a second, I was like, oh, they mean like sparkling water. Sparkling water. But that's how yeah. everyone drinks it. Like, they always get it with gas. I would be like, gas me up. Like, they always ask Americans, do they Everywhere. want it with gas or with not? Because, like, Americans don't want it with gas all the time. <laughs> they, but, like, they want Germans, they're always gassing up. We got enough water. gas in America. America. Like, Germans are, they're, gas, they're gassed out, bro. They, they, they got to gas up. They do, man. They gotta, they gotta yeah. do what they gotta do. <laughs> anyway, they're, they're gas deficient over there. We're, 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 we're doing fine on gas here. That's that's a good point. That is a good point, actually. Uh, okay, so a number of thinkers got involved in the race to simulate uh, the so-called gas uh, that they were finding in the mineral water, according to John Baptista Van Helmont, who first refer- referred to the carbon dioxide as gas. Gabriel Venel, who mistook the water for aerated water with normal air in it, and Joseph Black, who referred to it as fixed air, which kind of became the more common term for it. That's kind of cool, fixed air. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll take some fixed air. Can you I, fix up my my water. Fixed <laughs> air. I, I think that means fixes in the like stationary. Yeah, it's, fixed, it's like a mm-hmm. camp suspended. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but these are just some of the many people who looked for answers 
and for uh, the benefits. Uh, but there are a lot of other people out there. Well, so the CO2 guy figured it out, right? I mean, that's... Kind of, yeah. I mean, they, all, was kinda, there more to they all kind of figure out elements of it in their own way, but they never really put it all together until in 1767, the code was cracked by an anima- a man named Joseph Priestley, who is now known as the father of the modern soft drinks industry. Oh. Uh, so he designed a method that could create this artificial mineral water that everyone's looking for, but it was on a pretty small scale um, at first. So the first thing he did was he basically suspended a bowl of distilled water over a vat of beer as it was brewing. And um, just the the off-gassing and all the like stuff that was coming up off the beer uh, basically created what was called soda water. That's <clears throat> crazy. Mm-hmm. I but, mean, is beer naturally... I know beer is carbonated for the most part. Is that, yeah. is that natural? Yeah, it's from the, the yeast. The process um, of the yeast the, blowing yeah, up inside. The fermentation process. We're oh, gonna, that's pretty cool. So I, we're, yeah. Because I already had the episode about bread, I had this episode about water, which apparently is related to beer. Eventually, I'm going to have to get into beer. That's that's. I think beer is a good next I think I might be like episode 10. A future topic. Yeah, I think episode 10. Everything's episode 10. It's important. <laughs> episode 10 <laughs> big. Five. Episode 10 big. It's got to be something <laughs> Episode 10 is going to be bombastic at this rate. I know. It's going to be Tune 30. in for episode 10, guys. It's going to be three hours long. Just kidding. I can't do that. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I have an hour. Thanks, Squarespace. Um, so, okay, Joseph Priestley. Squarespace has a limit, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's it's like 90, or no, it's like 120 minutes. But you can always do episode 10, part one, part two, you know, whatever. I could. That's a good point. You gotta uh, go crazy with I it. I didn't think about that. A multi parter. A multi parter. We'll get there. <laughs> I have multi parters in the works. But you do, all right. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's get, back to the, let's get back to the episode. I'm so sorry. We can have discussion at the end. We'll do discussions later. I got a lot of notes to get through, so. Uh, so he would later find, Joseph Priestley would later find a, right. another method uh, that involved chalk and sulfuric acid, and that would create the CO2, which made the process uh, more efficient and less uh, beer brewing dependent. So you didn't really need to, you know, be around a brewery to make soda water anymore. You could do it on your own. Uh, basically, like, you just, I, I'm not like, I'm, I'm not a chemist. Uh, but well, I have a soda stream, and I know that just kind of has, like, a tube that goes See, to the bottom. I, I actually, up. I didn't do any notes in the soda stream, but you're going to you're gonna. Well, be I, I own one, so I can, I can right? talk briefly about it. So you know a lot. You know a lot more than I do. I've tried to carbonate milk with this. I tried to do the math to see if it was worth it over those, you know, mm-hmm. those two liters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I'm not going to get into the mechanics of the thing, but it, chalk was involved. You basically chalk. throw chalk in, and with the sulfuric acid, it like releases CO2 that can be okay. Then so in, the sulfuric acid like impregnated. The chalk it will impregnate the water. <laughs> Uh, in crazy. some way, I don't know how it works exactly. Yeah, but it just people, kind of, people really want this water. I can tell. I'm like, hip, dude. No, that's what I'm saying. It was like a serious <laughs> race. Like there are a lot of people it's working insane on insane ideas. Games. It's crazy. It's just acid for, and chalk. We want mineral water all the time. <laughs> just put a vat of water. I'm tired of going to the dang spring. I just want to make it. Up. I want a bottle of it. <laughs> I need um, my fizz. Okay, so I'd also like to make a quick note that in the Wikipedia article for soda water. Uh, it mentions a man named William Brownrig, 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 with two G's, who successfully aerated water with CO2 in 1740, but he never published his findings and has basically, uh, because of that, been. Is he is he the guy to whom I was like, the CO2 guy figured it out? Maybe uh, he. So he, he just never no, published he's, it. No, this is a different guy. Oh, uh, there's two different guys. Just some random out CO2? guy. Yeah, he figured out how to put CO2 in the water, but he never told anyone how he did it or published anything. So like, it's just kind of been forgotten. Lost info. Yeah. Uh, well, he probably had a great. Stash. Allegedly, this happened. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, okay, 
The method would then later be improved upon and developed into a number of different apparati, apparatuses, uh, apparatus uh, that would carbonate water. But the first commercial appearance of this artificial mineral water came in the 1770s from a man named Thomas Henry. Uh, Thomas Henry was... I feel from, like I've heard that name a lot. You might have heard John Henry. Um, <laughs> the train one, guy? Yeah. I'm not, not Thomas tree Henry guy. He's the, the, the spike guy. The spike guy. Railroads. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> So Thomas Henry's some other guy, some guy in England, in London. Uh, Henry marketed the product as Bewley's Mephitic Julep, um, and it was used as a medicinal product, hence uh, the word Mephitic which basically means noxious or like toxic fumes are coming off of this. Uh, so it's not meant to be a tasty beverage. It is a, a poisonous poison. medicine. Po- uh, yeah. Poisonous medicine. Right. Uh, this Sounds drink right. was made with the chalk method and included a number of minerals in order to mimic the taste of naturally occurring mineral water. So they just kind of added stuff in it so it would taste like dirty, sounds I guess, like, sounds <laughs> basically. Like a, sounds like a trick. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, <laughs> Here, try this. This <laughs> is your favorite mineral water. <laughs> it's, it's oh, just, by the way, it's Just poisoned. like the natural stuff, I promise. Oh, but there's also some... Uh, Don't worry about the chalk in here. Uh, not very long after, a Swiss inventor slash businessman uh, you may have heard of called Johann Jacob Schwepp came oh, up Mr. with Schwepp. a similar process to Thomas Henry and founded the Schwepp's company in 1783. Um... Eventually, he would move operations to London in 1792, and then would be directly competing with all the other people, basically, in the space. In so. this, this, this budding soda industry? Right, yes. Okay. Well, not soda. It's mineral water. No, it's still water, mineral so. water. Okay. <clears throat> right. Uh, has, once, anyone, has anyone added a flavor to this yet? We're getting there. We're getting there? We're getting there. Um, so, one such competitor was Augustine Thwaites Soda Water, uh, which was founded in 1799. And it's remembered as the first company to brand it as soda water, um, which would basically be how it would be known in the United States until World War II. Uh, Let's see. As for other names like seltzer or sparkling water, while all these drinks at their core are very similar, they do have some slight variation. So sparkling water is more of a generic term. It's a catch-all for carbonated water. Um, so it's kind of just generic. Just it has <clears throat> the CO2 in it's it. It's just all of them, pretty yeah. much. Um, club soda or soda water generally contains some of those minerals like sodium salts and other things that mimic the natural taste of, of uh, natural mineral, mineral spring yeah. water. So that's more of the traditional how it was. And then you have seltzer, which is <clears throat> actually a genericized trademark similar to champagne or other things like that, um, like bologna, stuff like that. It's named after a town called Seltzers in Germany that was historically known for its mineral springs. Oh. That's where seltzer comes from. Um, This drink does not contain any of the added minerals and has a much purer, cleaner taste. Yeah, I've noticed that it's like a zero-sodium drink. Yep, it's just straight carbonated water. Just CO2. Right. So that's the difference between club soda, soda water, seltzer, sparkling water. There you go. There you go. Makes sense. Uh, Tonic. Here we go. A side note for tonic water. Technically in the same family, um, but the taste is distinct enough to leave it kind of out of that category. Uh, tonic water was, as the name implies, originally used as a medicine, tonic, uh, to combat malaria. Uh, its active ingredient, quinine, does this quite effectively. Um, it was British colonists in India who created the gin and tonic because they just didn't really want to drink their medicine and they'd rather get drunk. And so they started mixing uh, their medicine with booze, and that became the uh, gin and tonic. 
but this may be one of the first instances if not the first instance of a soft drink being used as a mixer so it actually makes sense that one of the ingredients in a gin and tonic was medicine because mm-hmm. why, why do people do that to themselves you know yeah, they are pretty nasty pretty yeah. nasty but they, i mean they go down smooth but they taste bad they can be good you know they can be a lot good. of lime they can be good but you know yeah i agree <laughs> uh, all right we're doing great on time okay so uh cool efficient distractions definitely definitely all right we done it we made it through uh let's see just flavory flavored soft drinks and then we made it through sparkling bubbly drinks and so now we have made it to soda <clears throat> um basically we're putting the two together so more or less what early pharmacists were making when they were making um uh, just unflavored uh, sparkling water and then they would add stuff to it um they were making soda uh, so they a lot of the earlier soft drinks were ginger ale birch beer um things mixed with flowers plants like other things like that that were kind of still in the medicinal category uh but they were flavored bubbly drinks were they were they adding sugar at this point or were these like purely Not medicinal white yet um it didn't really take very long I know, I know, ginger beer and stuff with no sugar isn't really. A, it's not very good. It's not splendid at all. No, no. This um, is this is definitely something I would take for medicine. I think. According to Wikipedia, basically, once the flavoring sparkling water started happening, um, there was really no going back. Within like 50 years, the market had increased by five times, and people had started adding sugar and stuff. Um, carbonated lemonade became uh, very popular in England. Uh, and it could be found basically worldwide by 1833. So carbonated lemonade definitely had sugar in it and stuff, so it was more traditional soda by our standards. Um, by 1835... So was carbonated lemonade like the real, the first soda as we know it kind of thing? Uh, it'd be like... It, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into it in a second. Um, but, yeah, basically, it, 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 the first like brands kind of started cropping up beyond like Schweppes um, around that. So... In 1845, R. White's Lemonade began a large-scale production. They had, like, a factory set up right. by 1845. And they were kind of just selling a ton. Um, but here we go. Uh, by 1851, this is kind of like the grand debut of soda, uh, at the Great Exhibition in London, Schweppes was the official drink sponsor. Uh, and they managed to sell over one million bottles of lemonade, ginger beer, seltzer, and soda. Uh, soda water, which means that about one in six attendees of this festival uh, purchased a Schweppes product during their visit. <laughs> so that's quite a few people. <laughs> yeah, okay. that seems pretty popular. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the, the, if you aren't familiar with the Great Exhibition in London, it was like a huge... You, you might know of like the World's Fair and stuff in America. Um, kind of a similar deal, but like back then London was the center of the entire Western kind of, world. Kind of, a, so, kind of a big deal at the time. Right, and so they kind of brought together all of the, it was like an exhibition of all their colonies and stuff. Um, and there was a lot of like racist stuff that happened, but there was also a lot of like really important technological Technology things. stuff. Yeah. Um, and this is one of them, soda. So there you go. Schweppes <laughs> so was the official was soda, their official drink sponsor of the Grand Exhibition. So great exhibition. The right. very first. Pretty crazy. Um, okay, so after this point, basically the history stopped being so uh, general and just about soda um, and I started getting more into like the corporate side of things so um, 
I do intend to cover the rise of some of the larger corporations, but as far as the general history, that's kind of all I, I have. Um, so. Well, we could dig into the weird corporate structure of these soda that's, companies a bit. I'm sure we that's could, exactly what I intend got to do. Of, plenty to talk about there. Oh, yes. There's quite a bit. So it's a rich history, I would say. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> some um, wars. So, yeah, I... I basically cover the big the big three. The, the rise of the soda. And I think you know what the big three are, um, but I'm going to start. With, well, do you have anything to say, I guess, about the notes, about the history, the background first, before I before I jump off in here? Well, I, I, you know, I feel like you've, you've set us up. You've set us up for the the big three. I think so, yeah. I'm, so. I'm, ready, I'm, ready, I'm ready to dive in. You're ready to go. Okay. Let's talk, let's talk corporations. Let's, talk, let's talk modern day soda. Okay, here we go. Well, you know them. You love them. The biggest name in the soda companies and possibly of all companies in general, except for maybe Disney, the Coca-Cola brand uh, was created in 1886 by Georgia pharmacist John Pemberton and his bookkeeper, Frank M. Robinson. Um, Like I said earlier, a lot of these soft drinks were kind of just being made and formulated and sold by pharmacists because they were kind of still in the medicine-y kind of they weren't really, really, really towing that line at this point right so I mean, definitely at this point definitely they're loading the sugar in there oh absolutely i mean 1886 absolutely yeah. um so lemonade medicine i don't know but yeah but like i said by the time coke was formulated it had long forgotten the medicine designation um pretty shortly thereafter uh the brand and the formula were purchased by a businessman named asa g candler who in 1889 formed the coca-cola company uh and then by 1895, he was selling the drink in every state in the Union. So, oh, my bad. Uh, he formed it in 1892. Oh, you know, there's something actually... Maybe I'm jumping the gun again. No, go ahead. What? All right, caffeine. Caffeine. I think we'd all agree that's kind of important to soda. When, when did that show up? <laughs> when did caffeine show up? I'm yeah, like, when did we start caffeine? adding caffeine? To I didn't even think about adding, adding you know, caffeine to like, soda. No, well, it, it is added, right? Yeah, I mean, I... It was that... I, so I think they used a different stimulant. Like the, the they used a different stimulant in old, on old. They cola. used cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> see, I didn't even get into this of that because, like, that's just so common knowledge at this point. I really they want. have caffeine. It's not like I'm like going to shatter anyone's. No, no, no. Coke, but but um, I mean, like the caffeine thing. I do wonder. I wonder if that was a result of cocaine being not cool. It's definitely possible. Um, I mean, they're like we, we still need something in here. Coca Cola. It gets its name from being a uh, part cocaine or coca leaves and uh cola the cola nut um that's kind of where the flavoring comes from uh, the distinct kind of cola flavor um so it's possible i actually haven't really even thought about that that's a good point hey if you uh if you're listening and you know anything about that hey hit me hit me up flumalaka.com at gmail.com uh hit you hit your boy up and i'll tell jason all about it so we'll both know don't worry yeah Um, because i don't feel like looking it up anymore and i think we're probably gonna get close to our time we got yeah, a lot of com- we got a lot of corporate got like corporate fourteen minutes left, here, so yeah. let's yeah let's get through. This. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, yeah, so after eighteen ninety five, it was selling, and Coke was selling in every state in the union. Um, so I gave you a whole bunch of years, like a, a whole while ago. Uh, but the basic idea is that Candler grew Coca Cola very quickly, uh, and it probably he didn't even know how big the brand would become. I, I mean, it's pretty freaking insane honestly <laughs> um <clears throat> but now i'm going to read through some of the various acquisitions that the coca-cola company has made uh in the soft drink and apparently film markets uh they have done quite a bit of business 
it seems. Okay. <clears throat> so this is me reading Wikipedia again. Just heads up. And the company has had a long history of acquisitions. Coca-Cola acquired Minute Maid in 1960, and in 1982, it acquired the movie studio Columbia Pictures for $692 million, but Columbia was then sold to Sony for $3 billion in 1989. It acquired the Indian cola brand Thumbs Up in 1993 and Bargs in 1995. In 2001, it acquired the Odwalla brand of fruit juices, smoothies, and bars for $181 million, and in 2007, it acquired Fuse Beverage from founder Lance Collins and Castanea Partners for an estimated $250 million. <clears throat> the company's two, 2009 bid to Chinese juice maker Huayan Juice Group ended when China rejected its $2.4 billion bid on the grounds of the resulting company would be a virtual monopoly which I don't know why it isn't already. Uh, <laughs> nationalism, <laughs> nationalism was also thought to be a reason, so okay. Uh, in fair. 2011, it acquired the remaining stake in Honest Tea, having bought a 40% stake in 2008. In 2013, it finalized its purchase of Zico, a coconut water company. In August 2014, it acquired 16.7% stake in Monster Beverage, uh, for Ooh, yeah. $2.15 billion. Hell yeah. Drink it's a about, monster for me. when that started getting real popular. Um, oh yeah. I fucking love monster. <laughs> Who doesn't like monster now? Definitely. In 2015, the company took a minority stake ownership in the cold-pressed juice manufacturer Su- Suja Life. Don't know what the hell that is. I feel like I've seen that. You, we will soon. <laughs> in December 2016, it bought many of the former SAB Miller's Coca-Cola operations. And the Coca-Cola company owns 68.3% stake in Coca-Cola Bottlers Africa, which I don't know why they didn't already. You think they would already have a stake in that? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Some see. random third party. Was one of the first companies, did you, did you say a motion picture company? Columbia, yeah. Columbia what, Motion what Pictures. The they have they them. That? Was that where they made the, the polar bear? <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, maybe it was just for the ads. <laughs> maybe just for the ads? Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> the first thing they, they bought. They had them for like seven years. Um, there's, a, there's a lesson in uh, but that's not marketing the only, there for you. That people. is not the only non-drink uh, company. I'll, well, hold on. Let me get one more drink company. Yeah, those are, those are pretty interesting. In August 2018, the Coca-Cola company acquired moxie shout out to moxie, moxie uh, if you yeah. ever had that if you ever been to maine good, great drink good good stuff love it um they acquired that in in 2018 but in also in 2018 august 14th the coca-cola company announced a minority interest in body armor whoa that's hitting Weird. close to home yeah it's <laughs> my backyard strange. here well, not Under Armour, but Body Armor. Oh, Body Armor. Yeah, so I, was, I don't really know again. what they're doing what? with they the be doing with company, that? like an athletic gear company anyway. Because like, it still is an athletic gear company, I think, isn't it? Or is it? I don't know anything about it. Either way. Oh, no, is it a drink? Oh, Body Armor is a weird drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look it up. You're a producer, Zach. Come on, what the hell? I was looking up why they put caffeine in soda. Oh, oh what did you find? Yeah, wait. What? Uh, it's because it makes you addicted, generally. It's so. Uh, was it, was it before or after the cocaine? Well, so the different kinds of soda contain different amount of uh, caffeine. Coca-Cola also used to have uh, caffeine naturally in it because of the uh, cola nut, some kind of right. nut. Oh, the coconut. Okay. No, not a coconut. Oh, it's the cola nut. The cola nut. Co- co- cola nut. Some kind of cola nut or kuna nut, some kind of nut. Okay. Um, yeah. But apparently it only takes 100 milligrams of uh, caffeine a day to get addicted to caffeine. Okay. And soda generally has 30 to 50 milligrams per can. 
So if you have two or three, you're going to be addicted to soda. So yeah. the answer, uh, I don't know if you could hear all that. I, don't, I hope you could. <laughs> but if, if you couldn't, yeah, if, if you couldn't, I'm going to cut it out. But either way, um, <laughs> so the nice. reason that there's caffeine in soda, if you didn't look it up already, is so that you can become uh, hopelessly addicted and, <laughs> <laughs> and need soda. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to stop reading about the Coke uh, acquisitions because it's kind of just crazy. And it's not even the craziest. I literally started with Coke because they're the sanest, but they own a lot of shit. Um, yeah, it's, it's so far the, the most. Body Armor is like a weird like smoothie there. company. I figured it out. Oh, I okay. Remembered. So that is it's a not company. it's not an athletic gear company. So that's okay. good. So Dude, scratch all that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're we'll relax now. I'm no longer trustworthy. Too What's bad. Your favorite flavor of Body Armor, Flint? I never had it. Don't know any crap about, about it. I mean, there's like a strawberry key well, one. If Coke bought it's gonna be in stores everywhere soon. Right. Okay. So, anyway, here we go. Uh, Pepsi. Here we go. This is the section about Pepsi. This is a big deal, yeah. Yeah. So I'm personally a Pepsi guy, uh, and I just want that to be clear before yeah, I get into this one. I, I'm not. I'm not biased, really. I'm. I'm reporting the facts. Okay. This <laughs> is not a journalism thing, but this is still. I'm, I want they, you to they know. Some, I'm being some honest. Good stuff. I just want you to know. They have to reveal your sponsors. Definitely. Uh, I wish I was sponsored by Sprite. Can we agree that Pepsi sponsors. itself is not that good, though? I love Pepsi, so no, never mind. I can't agree. With I'm you. Sorry. sorry. My favorite soda of all time is uh, cherry vanilla Coke. But I do like Pepsi. Acceptable answer. Right. Okay, so Pepsi-Cola was created by a pharmacist named Caleb Bradham in North Carolina uh, sometime around or in 1898. Uh, in said year, he began marketing the product and would soon found the Pepsi-Cola company in 1902. The company took a huge hit with wartime rationing during World War I, uh, and eventually Bradham, Bradham would have to uh, give up the soda game. And he would declare bankruptcy and return to his pharmacy in 1923. Damn, bummer. The Pepsi brand and their secret recipe, which had been patented by uh, patented by Braden, uh, were scooped up at that same year uh, by a holding corporation. So just some company. <laughs> a holding corporation. Any, <laughs> some any information about them? No, no, not really. I I guess it doesn't really matter. I, it's the point of a holding corporation. Yeah, they're just kind of like the in betweeners. Yeah, yeah, they sold it to a candy candy manufacturer okay. named uh, Loft Incorporated. Well, the owner of a candy manufacturer named uh, Charles Guth. Oh, I hope he didn't goof it up, too. Oh, he goofed it up. <laughs> he goofed it up. He goofed um, it up good. He did a lot to promote Pepsi, such as replacing Coke with it in his stores and restaurants and reformulating the Pepsi syrup using uh, his company's labs and scientists. His patent but sugar unfortunately, technology. Uh, the shareholders were not too happy about that. Uh, the fact that he was making money off of something that was not related to the actual product using the resources of the company. Uh, so they sued him, which led to the company becoming absorbed into Loft. So the Pepsi-Cola company and brand were then a part of Loft. And then uh, within that same year, uh, he changed the name of Loft to the Pepsi-Cola company. <laughs> and so uh, the, the candy stores <laughs> and restaurants story, just honestly. got thrown away. No, I think it's kind of funny. It's I interesting. Mean, he 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 got in trouble with his his shareholders and so he had to take Pepsi into the company. He said, "You know what? Fuck you guys. We're Pepsi now. <laughs> I don't care. We're doing this is the it. only profitable thing here, <laughs> right?" So yeah, he threw the candy stores away. Whatever. Fuck it. We're Pepsi, and uh, that's it until uh, 1965 when the Pepsi Cola company merged with Frito Lay to create the modern day PepsiCo, uh, which we recognize as today uh, the people who own pretty much like all the fast food and snack foods that we eat um pepsi is like behind all that shit like taco bell kfc 
no, Frito Lay it's a, it's chips. A, it's a big, I mean, it's any a big chips, place. most chip brands. Yeah, it's great. Most Doritos, soda brands. About that. A lot of shit. It's all. It's all them. It's all PepsiCo. So if you're ever wondering about those like weird Doritos Taco Bell like collaborations, it's because it's PepsiCo, baby. It's all PepsiCo. It's all Pepsi. It's all PepsiCo. So yeah, um, this is this is PepsiCo. I'm gonna read their acquisitions. Oh, don't tell me Pizza Hut's under uh, under them as well. I, they are, aren't they? That would explain the combination pizza Hold and Taco Bell. Hold up. We're getting there. Okay, so between the late 1970s and mid-1990s, PepsiCo expanded via acquisition of businesses outside of its core focus of packaged food and beverage brands. However, it exited these non-core businesses' lines largely in 1997, selling some and spinning off others into new companies uh, named Tricon Global Restaurants, which later, later became known as Yum Brands, which is oh, actually wow, that's the actually owner. huge. That's the one that owns most of the, yeah. Damn. So PepsiCo also previously owned several other brands that it later sold so it could focus on its primary snack food and beverage lines, according to investment analysis reporting on the divestments in 1997. Brands formerly owned by PepsiCo include... Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, KFC, Ooh, Hot and Now, Eastside Mario's, D'Angelo Sandwich Shops, Chevy's Fresh Mex, California Chevy's. Pizza Kitchen, Stolenshnaya, which is, I guess is a Russian restaurant. I didn't realize. Wilson wow. Sporting Goods, and North American Van Lines. <laughs> Fuck if I know. Okay. Uh, that I've been, I'm not going to skip that. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, PepsiCo purchased the orange juice company Tropicana Products in 1998 Dang. and merged with Quaker Oats Company in 2001, adding with it the Gatorade Sports Drink and the other Quaker Oats brands such as Chewy Granola Bars and Aunt Jemima, among others. There's more. It's not a granola. Uh, PepsiCo announced that it had entered into an agreement to acquire SodaStream in t- August 20th. No way. <laughs> yes, sir. And... The purchase is expected to close by January 2019 as a part of strategic plans to steer Pepsi toward offering healthier products. Cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's true. So, seltzer is healthier than yeah, Pepsi. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'm not really going to get into much more of this. I mean, that's a lot of crazy acquisitions for sure. Yeah. You know who owns Pizza Hut? Who owns Pizza Today. Hut? Today. So until 1977, it was PepsiCo. Right, but then it's now, Yum Brands. It's... Uh, the Tricon Global Restaurants Incorporated. Right, that's what I was saying. Brand yeah. Yum! Exclamation point. Right, that's the, that's all. Is that Yum? That's Yum. Yum Brands. Maybe. Yeah, they're pretty evil sounding. We'll get yeah. It's it's all. <laughs> it's such a it's such a that's, vague name. Yeah, that's just a spinoff of PepsiCo. It's probably owned by the same people. That's what you have to well, realize. Well, they wanted it to be international, so Yum China is a really big part of the KFC. And that's another thing. All these brands have their own like foreign whatever. They have their own yeah, thing. They, you gotta get it out there. Um. Okay. So foreign ambassadors. I have. I have to talk about uh, Dr. Pepper, but we're also running out of time, so I'm really probably not going to talk about Dr. Pepper. Funny enough, they actually have the most interesting history out well, of all Well, tell us, tell us about Dr. Pepper. Tell us about Snapple Flint. We can always edit. Okay, we'll I'm not fix it in post. About, we can't fix it in post. Snapple Flint. I, stop. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Didn't mean to overwhelm you. You are. Um, okay, fine. I'll talk about Dr. Pepper a little bit. Okay, so... <laughs> Broke him down. Um... It's it's just like a lot more complicated, and I really don't have time to get into it. Are you sure? It was formulated by Brooklyn-born pharmacist Charles Alderton in Morrison's Old Corner Drugstore in Waco, Texas. Uh, I'm reading off Wikipedia. I don't have any notes on Dr. Pepper. That's the problem. Is I don't I can't like to break down this complex topic. Yeah, it's, there's a lot. There's like literally a lot of history. What do you want? You want to call it? 
No, I don't want to call it. What are you okay. saying? No, I'm just trying to just trying to get to the the point here. All right. I'm trying to get to the acquisitions, baby. All right. I'm trying to get to the, the don't point. interrupt. I'm trying don't to expose interrupt. Dr. Pepper Snapple for what it is. Okay? It sounds like a, I'm into conspiracies. So yeah, there we go. We're talking about the Dr. Pepper Snapple brand. So if that gives anything away, then here you go. Um, okay. Sounds like the hot gossip I came here for. So Dr. Pepper, the drink, the soda, the brand okay. was formulated by Brooklyn-born pharmacist Charles Allerton in Waco, Texas. The drink was like very popular with people in the area. It was like known as a Waco or whatever. What did that video say? Uh, it was called a Waco. People liked it a lot, but eventually it would just be called Dr. Pepper. No one's exactly sure about the name. There's a section on the Wikipedia article. Go check it out. I'm not reading it to you. Um, Harsh. Sorry. It's okay. Okay, it is what it is, Jason. You can read it yourself. <laughs> I can uh, read it, I guess. And let's see. Here's a funny one, though. In 1972, Dr. Pepper sued the Coca-Cola company for a trademark yes. infringement based on a soft drink marketed by Coca-Cola called Peppo. I was thinking of Mr. Pibb. Coca-Cola renamed their beverage Dr. Pibb, which Dr. was Pibb. also determined to violate the trademark. <laughs> the soft drink was later renamed Mr. Pibb. Now it's Mr. Pibb. I like Mr. Now Pibb, it's Pibb, extra. Pibb Extra. Now nice. it's Pibb Extra. Um, that's not even in the episode. Not even in my notes. That's just a fact. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yep. In 1998, the pepper flavor soda category was a major part of the analysis supporting an antitrust case between Coca-Cola and Pepsi. So uh, there's been a long history of uh, Coca-Cola and Pepsi fighting each other. Yeah, no, they, they really hate each other. They have a, yeah, that's why it's, it's complicated. You really got to read into this stuff yourself. But let's get into the acquisitions and the distribution and the marketing and the, the real stuff. There's here. a lot of stuff okay. here. Okay, there, there seriously is. So Dr. Pepper is owned by the corporation uh, known as the Dr. Pepper Snapple brand. Uh, and they're distributed by a company called Keurig Dr. Pepper. Oh, uh, Keurig as well? Yes, sir. <laughs> this, this web just That's gets deeper. That's what I'm saying. Really, I, it's, I wish I had more time. We're tangling um, everything in here. Okay. Let's just... Let's just... Okay. okay. What, are they, what, are they like on the... So Keurig is the one that bought Illuminati? Dr. Pepper Snapple. Okay. So... The Keurig, Dr. Pepper Keurig Snapple bought it. is an multinational soft drink company based in Plano, Texas. Um, and it is a business unit of the newly formed publicly traded conglomerate Keurig Dr. Pepper. Um, wow. So. Uh, Zach really hates Keurig Cups. Our producer does not um, like Keurig Cups. He does not. He's not a fan of Keurig He's cups. really, yeah. really anti fan of this. Uh, the Schweppes is also wrapped up in this. That's why it was important to have Schweppes established earlier. Uh, in 2006 and 2007, Cadbury Schweppes purchased the Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper 7 Up bottling group along with several other regional bottlers, uh, which. It's all just getting confused. So Cadbury Schweppes and Acid would then take the beverages public. Uh, they demerge their holdings. It's there's so much going back and forth. They demerge I mean, their whole. I, you know, we're getting into financial. <laughs> there's big red. I mean, I I really wish I had more time. I I really do. Um, but Maybe we should. This this might be part two of this episode. Just talking about Dr Pepper. We could talk about the well, just even more this this corporate. This corporate feuding. I do kind of want to eventually get this podcast to become like a weird, like communist thing where I'm just like talking about like the, the evil, the, the problems evils. with capitalism. <laughs> it's kind of getting there. You're, you're, you're delving into the uh, why? Just well, it's like, not a conspiracy. I'm just running out of time. This is so facts. I'm crazy. This is still facts. Yeah, conspiracy facts. Yeah, conspiracy facts. <laughs> this, is, this is all true. All, all these random legal, these legal indictments actually took place. Basically, all I wanted to tell you guys is that Dr. Pepper isn't just Dr. Pepper. Okay. It's Dr. Pepper Snapple Keurig, okay? It's all this big thing, and they're all like that. It's just that they aren't all named like that. It's just that for some reason, Dr. Pepper just sold out. I don't know what it's it is. Brand recognition. I guess so. But um, 
they're all owned by like five old white dudes is basically my whole point in this I, this episode i encourage everyone to look up one of those uh those webs where you can i want see you to look up everything i want you to look up who is owned by whom those are great those are cool but those have like a nice like visual impact but i want you to really read this stuff yeah when you, you dig read into the these details. articles when you literally just open up an article about any of your your favorite corporation go ahead and look them up and you will find some crazy stuff that you really didn't think it was going on it's less evil when you do it that way though because then you're like oh it makes sense it seems less evil but then you really think about it you know what i mean i mean it it is evil but it is like uh, it makes sense that it took them like 40 years to go to china and then like but like what the hell is coke doing buying columbia pictures like what is that what i still think it's for the polar bear commercials might be for the polar bear but they're probably trying to control the media yeah i don't know Kidding. But either way, um, <laughs> if I had any uh, call to action on this episode, it would be uh, 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 contact your local representatives. Right. Get coke out of shelves. Not that. I'm no, not that. I don't know if you heard that, but don't do that. Uh, just uh, d- uh, drink Sprite. <laughs> drink Sprite. That's all I gotta say. You know what makes me? Th- you know all that? I was I was endorsing the giant brand Seltzer, mm-hmm. but even that's probably just it's probably better. It's just than owned others. by one of those other big seltzer well, producers right. you know it like really is like 10 white dudes they're just borrowing five really, it's really like 10 <laughs> it's borrowing their, so. their factory for a day to print out some some giant boxes of this yeah, stuff you that's know that's very true it's probably just LaCroix it's probably just LaCroix <laughs> <laughs> alright well we're, we're LaCroix, at the boy. end of our time alright well it's yeah. been a good it's been a good um, podcast guys yeah thank, thank you Jason for being here thank yeah. you guys for listening um like I said, buy Sprite. Uh, buy don't Sprite. buy Giant Seltzer anymore. Apparently, but Sprite's still I'm, cool. Sprite's I'm still rookie fine. my endorsement. Um, next episode. Next episode. I don't know what's going to be yet, but next episode about soda. We're going to talk about Dr Pepper and Sprite, it's exclusively. Just the sodas. No, no, uh, no brands. Episode ten. Maybe episode ten. Maybe Either. episode eleven. Episode uh, ten, part four. Part we'll four. see. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. Love you. Uh, have a good night, evening, morning, everything. Um, it's been episode four of Fumaglock.com podcast, so tell your friends. See you later. Goodbye. Drink big fizz. Drink big fizz. Drink fizz. <laughs>